The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And, of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Today, of course, we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw and the big developments of the Judgment Day being replaced with the new Judgment Day. Uh, and, uh, yeah, also, uh, on the Frendo Club TV channel right now, I did a super cut of our reactions from just the Seth and Cody Hell in a Cell, because basically the rest of the pay-per-view, the only notable thing about it was us incessantly saying the word entertainer, entertainer, yeah. uh, and as, as amusing as it was to us, and I guess some Frendos, it'd probably get a bit redundant in, in the form of a supercut, as mm-hmm. tempting as it would be to do that. So check out yes. the Friendo Club TV channel. There, I even I put uh, uh, chapter breaks in the video for when mm. the, the jacket comes off Cody oh, and we nice. get to see for the first time nice. We're gonna you see know, the molten, there. bruised nastiness. Yeah, uh, and then also... That engagement there. We all... Yeah, exactly. And then we all uh, marked out Probably no more than uh, uh, nobody more than I did for the pedigree. So I put a chapter break on the pedigree. Uh, so if you want to check out our, our over the top reactions for that, please do. It's at the Friendo yes. Club TV channel. Uh, but before we get into our raw cap, 
Uh, let's talk about a little bit of a follow-up from a story yesterday yes. uh, involving uh, WWE wanting so desperately to be Succession, the HBO show. Larson, yeah. what's going on? So yesterday we talked about a report from Business Insider which claimed that Vince McMahon had, in a way, orchestrated Stephanie McMahon's exit from her role in the company uh, due to, as the uh, report claimed, a lack of growth in the sponsorship sector, which was under Stephanie's purview. Of course, Stephanie publicly says she was taking a leave of absence to spend time with her family. So shortly after that report came out, Dave Meltzer reported on Wrestling Observer's site um, and debunked that report stating that Steph, quote, indeed took a leave of absence on her own. Meltzer went into more detail on the Observer message board, posting, quote, her leaving was 100% her choice. She had been talking about to about it, I would assume, to close friends for when Paul had his heart issues. That said, key people in the company, once she was gone, did want to bury her on the way out. That shocked a lot of people, including me and those close to her. When I noted to someone very high in the food chain about the burial starting, they told me that if they, they did that publicly, it would be career suicide, only to find out they had already started and the burial was going to come from the top. There is a much bigger story here. The company outright wanted to bury her here. Something happened after she left clearly. The company did a total 180 on her uh, about two weeks after she left. They never did that for George Berrios and Michelle Wilson. So uh, in uh, the wrestlingnews.co article about this, that this quote is from, um, they link to a, a prior report uh, that came from Andrew Zarian about last week on episode of We're Live, a Wrestling Observer uh, podcast, where even then he was talking about some rumors, some people talking about Stephanie uh, in the sponsorship area uh, uh, not sh leading the growth that they wanted there. So even before the Business Insider article came out, there was already some people talking about that type of stuff. Now, the only mm -hmm. thing the Business Insider article seemed to include that that didn't was Vince kind of leading to her uh, leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, we say all the time, sources talk, sources have their own agendas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Andrew's Arians are usually pretty, it seems like he knows people in the front office yeah. at WWE, like in the yeah. sort of executive positions, as opposed to like Sean Ross Sapp, who has all sorts of relationships, you know, like in the locker rooms and stuff like that. You sort of start to understand this stuff when you got to look at the wrestling news every day. Um, so, uh, so yeah, like you said, you know, that's exactly right, man. Everybody's got their own agenda. And usually it would seem like the truth would be somewhere just stuck in the middle of it all. You know, uh, I mean, whether or not she wanted to take the leave on her own, you know, maybe that's, that's true as well as maybe she hasn't, she wasn't showing the kind of growth. I mean, they basically immediately replaced her with executives from outside the company. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe they did expect more growth. Maybe on top of that, she was like, "Man, this place is is burning me out, and my husband just had a massive heart issue. Yeah, I want to take a break." Um, totally. So, uh, so yeah. let me interrupt here real quick. Uh, Fightful Select literally just had this up as I was reading uh, the the Melser stuff, um, and they're confirming that uh, it was Stephanie's decision mm -hmm. uh, to take her leave, mm -hmm. not forced. Out. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I don't know. It's all interesting stuff. One day somebody will write a book, maybe, and uh, and we'll get the real lowdown. But uh, in any event, even if so, like even 
I don't know what's worse. Vince saying, hey, you're not bringing us the growth, daughter, that uh, that we want. You're out of here. Or you're going to leave this company uh, for a break. We're going to bury you. Because when make no mistake, when they say the top, that means Vince. That's one person. That The top is Vince. If anybody below him was doing this shit, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, there would be mass firings, and he'd just take over all the departments himself. So, yeah, I would be shocked if anybody was doing this within the company and it didn't have the, the signing off of Vince. I mean, geez. Yeah, but yeah, it, you know, as it says here in Melser's post, you know, that would be career suicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, to, yeah. To, to talk publicly, you know, talking trash about stuff. You know, if Vince were to catch wind of that, yeah, gone. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. fired. You're fucked. God um, damn it. I mean, who knows? Again, maybe someday someone will write a book about all this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would probably be fascinating, but I'm not holding my breath that it's going to be any member of the McMahon family who's be writing that book. Yeah, you're right about that. So uh, so who knows? <laughs> I don't know. That plays. If, if you ever want to know what kind of place. Yeah, I love reading Glassdoor reviews. Yes. You know, I mean, luckily, going in raw is a two-man operation. Well, we have Enforcer, too. But yep. in terms of, like, the business aspect of things, uh, it's it's you and me. And uh, so far, neither of us has written a Glassdoor review. <laughs> I mean, I guess Kaufman could have. Yeah. Um, but he was an intern here. But, uh, but yeah, oh, if, the, you want, yeah the... if, you, if you want some entertainment, go read the Glassdoor reviews on WWE. I did a video on it for WrestleJuice like a year ago or something. Yeah. And uh, and it's it's hilarious. Like the 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 level of toxicity in that place is off the charts. <laughs> so, it does not sound like a, a fun place to work. No, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. So uh, so yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I wonder. They probably already shot all that stuff for McMahon's uh, documentary, huh? With Stephanie, oh yeah, yeah. I would That's imagine to come out relatively soon. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I don't know. It'll. I guess it'll be interesting, you know, seeing whatever Stephanie's next moves will be, because mm-hmm. she's look, man. She's she's a business lady, you know. Yep. I would yep. be shocked if she just stepped away from business altogether. But mm-hmm. you know, would she come back to WWE business after these things yeah. were said? Who knows? I don't know. You know, yeah, if she knows? does, interesting. If she doesn't, even more interesting. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, 
Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yep. Uh, also, uh, uh, talking about people getting booted from businesses, let's talk about Judgment Day LLC, Larson. Changing oh leaders at the top. <laughs> so, the, I mean, I had this spoiled for me before I started watching Raw. Yeah, um, me too. But, you know, again, so much of... of uh, 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 fiction, yes, there's the destination, but it's the, the, the road there, the process that makes it interesting. So when I look mm-hmm. on Twitter and see that Edge gets kicked out of uh, Judgment Day after Finn Balor joins the faction, I'm like, okay, that's strange. Well, how'd they get there? Mm-hmm. Um, the road to getting there didn't make it any less strange. If anything, it made it more strange. Um, you have Edge who starts this faction um, around WrestleMania season. I believe Damian Priest was the first to join right after WrestleMania, after helping Edge win at WrestleMania. So that was only a matter of about two months ago. This faction is only about two months old, really. Commentary was even... Corey Graves was yes. like, what are you doing? You've only been together for a few weeks. As soon as <laughs> as soon as soon Edge gets done with his promo and says, we have a new member joining and Finn shows up, everybody on commentary is trying to fi- find some explanation as to make this make sense. And they were trying. Everybody they, they, was they falling saying, short. Oh, maybe he's here. Like, they were trying to warn Edge. Or like, maybe he's here to turn on Judgment Day. Maybe yes. he's here to enact revenge. Yeah. Uh, they were trying yeah. to have it make sense. And none of them were doing a terribly good job. So, in short, what happens is, is they advertise in advance of Raw that a new member is joining Judgment Day. Because, I mean, Ed, Edge has been trying to recruit people for weeks now. Um, when he's not talking trash about local sports teams, he's trying to implore people to join Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, uh, cue Finn's music. He walks down to uh, the ring. And the gist of what he was saying is like, after our match at Hell in a Cell, I was impressed by Rhea. I was impressed mm-hmm. by Damian Priest. Mm-hmm. We sat down and had a conversation after the show and found out we had a lot more in common than we thought we did. Mm-hmm. And Priest starts talking and it's dawning on edge. Okay, something's happening. Because Priest says, yes, you have taught us that uh, we need to get rid of the things in our life that doesn't, that doesn't help us grow anymore. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And there's one aspect of our lives that isn't helping us anymore, and that's you. And so they proceed to beat the hell out of Edge, put him through the announce table, do a concerto to him. And it, it wasn't exactly firmly established that Finn is the new leader of Judgment Day, but Finn's going to be the new leader of Judgment oh, Day. Oh, he was in the center, man. He was he Yeah, was he was. In the he was. But it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like he was directing traffic, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Oh yeah, and Snake Sosa, they did the deal. Finn did the deal to Edge. Oh, it was the full deal too with the chair yeah, It was with the piece of chair that Bria broke off the piece of the chair. So, So, a lot of, I'm, I'm a lot looking, of this, I'm, I'm just trying to decide where to start because a lot of this doesn't make it any sense. Okay, well, hold on a second. 
from a traditional wrestling storyline perspective, it makes no sense. Like, Edge is probably going to be written off, and so it kind of doesn't matter for him. He'll return in like a month or two, and it'll be a big deal. Because everybody likes Edge and returns. Yeah. Well, they do. They'll pop. No, they and, do. But dude, this, look, this, this fucking, whole thing was so tepid, you know? Otis can go away for two months, and when he comes back, the pop will be big because people just like returns. Edge is a big deal. He should be. And when he comes back, it'll be to get revenge on Judgment Day. People will pop. Now, after that, it might fall off a cliff. But they'll have the benefit of the doubt of the return. We all know returns are a big deal. Yeah. So, what's so like... That, I guess, makes some amount of sense. We're just not used to faction this happening to factions. If you actually if you actually analyze it through any sort of like real life makes lens, sense. it makes all the sense in the world. Do you know why? I'm looking at Damian Priest's cage match uh, uh, listing for his matches. This dude loses all the time. Yeah, he, he loses before he joined all Day, though. the time. So, like, what is Edge doing for him, really? And I'm not, here's the thing. I am not just, I'm saying this mainly for comedy's sake because I don't, this is terrible storytelling. It really you is. could have told the whole three month story here and it would have been, it could have been really good. It's like, oh, Finn is undermining the group. It's like if Kenny hadn't left uh, yeah. AEW to, to, to yeah. heal, it would have been the Adam Cole thing, which still they might do. Mm hmm. But they could have told the story where Finn is undermining Edge's leadership. Yeah. Instead, they skipped that whole thing. But that being said, what like what Damien said is true. What does Edge actually bring to the group? Damien Priest is doing nothing but losing lately. Yeah, but he was and, doing nothing but losing before Judgment Day too. No, he was U.S. champion. He was teaming yeah, with that Bad was Bunny. Ago, but then once he had that thing where he was doing the angel and devil thing, he couldn't like win a match. He went like months without winning well, anything. I think picture. he lost the U.S. title to Finn, and then he was losing more. Big it's not like picture. He was, winning he was a, a big picture. He was a winner before he joined mm, Edge's faction. I don't know. I, don't think, I, I think you got to go on a, a smaller scale. Because that's what motivated him to join Edge in the first place, is that his career stunk. He was a losing wrestler at well, that point. Well, it didn't get any better. He didn't see any results. Sometimes, if, if I go to college for two months, I ain't getting shit out of that experience. If you're sitting at the learning tree I know tree a of lot of people. Hey, did you notice how many people left college in two months? A lot of people don't realize that it takes a lot longer in two months when we start going to AR. How quickly. The main reason Clears I think out, yes. we're really good friends is because the person I was going to astronomy class with, Jenny, she dropped out after like two months. And I was like. Oh shit, Larson's it was a huge class. Larson's in it this was class. Let me class, go sit with him. Auditorium classroom. Anyways. So I don't dis what the reason this was done is that it probably is because Cody's gonna be gone for six months and they want another baby face on Raw. Edge, people like. They wanna like him. They don't want to boo him. Yeah. Try as he might to talk trash about the sports teams. They don't want to boo him. So they turn him face because Cody's gonna be gone. That's probably what it is. It has nothing to do with the story they're telling on screen, but more so and PW Insider said that Edge is now internally officially a face. So that's why mm -hmm. it was done. Yeah, um, sure. Uh, but you look at it objectively. You have, regardless if you're seeing the results right now or not, you have Edge, a Hall of Famer. Uh, you take 24-7 or hardcore titles out of it. Edge is the most decorated wrestler in WWE history in terms of the number of title belts won. He's won like 32 championships. I think that's, WWE. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's like the number um, A legend in the business. And that's mm -hmm. not taking anything away from Finn Balor. I love Finn. Mm -hmm. That being said, 
He's not the winning wrestler that edges. He's not a Hall of Famer. Mm. If they're going to sit under the learning tree of anybody, if you had a choice, objectively, between Edge and Finn Balor in terms of the WWE Universe, you'd pick Edge 100 times out of 100. Yeah, okay. But you like would. This, and, and this we haven't of seen, Edge. We haven't seen enough of this to see that, well, maybe Edge built this faction for the sole purposes of advancing himself and not anybody else because they don't wrestle often enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if that were the case, and that was evident, again, because they're skipping months of storyline here to achieve, you know, and... Uh, that had nothing to do with the story being told in the first place. Turning mm-hmm. edge face. Yeah. Um, if we had seen that story play out, makes sense. Mm-hmm. We just haven't seen we just haven't seen the story play out enough for this turn to make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, no, it makes no sense. It, like you said, it makes all the sense in the world from a backstage perspective. Um, <clears throat> I mean, look, it got the crowd up. <laughs> the crowd yeah. was not expecting this. But if you notice in like the fir- first couple rows, there were people laughing their asses off at edge. That is such a bad look. I know. That is, he looked like such an asshole last night. He really um, did. So, yeah, no, dude, look, look. Objectively, storytelling wise, this is a debacle. This is, this yeah. is horrible storytelling. Um, this was, uh, I guess, a necessity because they need a face because Cody's gone. They've also got that now with Bobby Lashley. He got that mm-hmm. win. Um, although this theory thing, I, you know, they're building up theory for Cena, which means Bobby Lashley might be eating that L against Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. It, it's a debacle when you look at when you look at it any number of ways, like you and I, and I think somebody had mentioned this, and I do, I totally remember it. You and I had both said, or one of us had said, Finn should join and immediately turn. Somebody asked us. When should Finn turn on Edge? And we both said immediately because it's a funny answer, but also because Finn is a lot cooler. Like, objectively, Finn is a lot cooler than Edge. So if they want to sit under the learning tree of somebody who's super cool, well, I'll, then I'll it's Finn. This. I'll say this. That's definitely true with this iteration of Edge. This iteration of Edge is the opposite of cool. Yeah. You, you have Edge come out with his Jordans and his jeans, and he looks like... Mm. Uh, He's, got the he's, beard he's going. rock and roll dad, man. He's rock and roll dad. Oh, he's got those cool Temple of the Dog shirts from the reunion shows they did. It's 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 cool. It's cooler than Judgment Day Edge. That's yeah, my point. It, yeah, it, it is. Judgment Day Edge. I don't know, man. Cool. Having somebody pull you around on a throne is pretty cool. Uh, mm. Edge in like two thousand, like live sex show was like peak cool Edge. Well, yeah, that was also That's twenty years really ago. Cool. Man. Well, Rawgate technology can solve that one. Uh, also on Raw, uh, Rhea Ripley won uh, a fatal four-way mm-hmm. championship contender match uh, yeah. so that she now gets the set to take on Bianca Belair. That Money in the Bank. I thought it was a little early uh, to have this bout. I thought this might be a, a, a fall feud simply to allow Rhea as member of Judgment Day, assuming they keep the name. New, the new Judgment Day. New Judgment Day. They really should change the name because – Judgment Day, I still think of the crap Edge faction. Change the name. Um, <clears throat> let New Judgment Day and, and, and Heal Rhea get some wins, and then she could contend for the title, but I guess that's not going to happen. She's going to have a title match at Money in the Bank. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. This is kind of early. They're like, rushing this whole Judgment Day storyline, seemingly. They're taking like, a story they could have told over six months, and they're probably going to do it in four, and then Judgment Day is going to be done by the time uh, 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 Survivor Series rolls around. It's like an AW angle. They burn through factions left and right, man. 
They're just trying to keep up with the young kids these days, I guess. I don't know. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. All right, let's go ahead and dive into last night's Raw. Yeah. Kicked off with uh, Cody Rhodes, who got just obviously uh, a wonderful reception from the crowd there. And uh, were they in Green Bay last night? Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, he comes down, you know, all smiles, knowing that he put on the performance of a lifetime the previous night. Cody says, it's a privilege to do what I do. He says, I'll admit that tearing my peck is demoralizing. He says, but I don't want to be sad or downtrodden. He says, uh, uh, they talk about the other roads in his family. He says, you know, I have, I have a daughter. And when she's old enough, I want her to watch what happened in Hell in a Cell. And... And what? And have her now know that in the darkest of times, what could have been the lowest part in my career was literal hell. I was not cynical or jaded. I stood and fought, and I fought against one of the best wrestlers in the history of the game, Seth Rollins. He says the chapter, the trilogy, the book is closed. I am officially done with Seth Rollins. And with that in mind, I want to talk about what's above me. And the camera pans up to the Money in the Bank briefcase, and everybody's like, what are you? What? Like Money in the Bank 2023? That's what you should be uh, thinking about. Yeah. So he says, the Money in the Bank contract has eluded me my whole career. He says, certainly I'm banged up. But in four weeks' time, if somehow, some way, I was able to get that briefcase, cash it in and become the champ. And then he's interrupted by, Whoa. Although this is, there's no, uh, Seth is not jovial. He's not no. dancing. He's not he's laughing. Limping. He's yeah. limping. Oh, yeah. He's morose, limping to yeah. the ring. And he says, I still don't like you, but after what you put yourself through at Hell in a Cell, you've earned my respect. And and, and, and putting on what the world is calling one of the gutsiest performances in the history of this industry, and that's the truth. He says, Cody, you're one of the toughest people I've ever been in the ring with. And, uh, you know, I'm the last person you want to hear this from. But Dusty is very proud of his baby boy right now. And Cody's on the verge of tears. Um, so he says uh, Cody you came out the night after Wrestlemania to show me respect offered my hand and so I came out right now for no other reason than to return the favor Seth extends his hand the crowd's like no Cody don't shake it he's going to turn on you Cody shakes it and then kind of do a little bit of a hug and then Seth says something in Cody's ear that we don't he said no no I, I was able to do a lip reading he says I put a camera in your toilet oh wow which is a weird thing to say to someone that is a very weird thing to say so Seth leaves very, eventually, Cody leaves too. He walks up the ramp. Seth runs out with sledgehammer, blasts Cody in like the base of his skull with sledgehammer, yeah. rips off his shirt, and then a bunch of refs and producers run out and stand around and do nothing yeah, while dude. Seth proceeds to beat up Cody. Yeah, he stomps on his go. chest, Get like out their pokes cell phones the, and yell "World Star." Yeah, yeah, exactly. P- poke the edge of the sledgehammer into Cody's chest, like pushes the sledgehammer into it. And eventually, so Raw rolls on, we come back, and then Cody is getting up. He's, like, about to sit on a stretcher, and he goes, no, I'm walking out. And walk out, he does. Dude, this entire thing was 30 minutes. <laughs> and, like, 25 minutes was Cody trying to get up and walk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah there, was, there, was, there was a lot there. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, we talked about this a little bit, I think, in the pre-show. But, like, 
the uh, the concept of Cody Rhodes at Money in the Bank is not one that's because you and I were, were both trying to do all sorts of mental gymnastics yesterday, saying, "Okay, how was this all going to work out?" And and dude, to be honest with you, every piece of this makes perfect sense if they did it this way, which mm-hmm. means they're not going to do it this way. Mm-hmm. But imagine this: Money in the Bank. Basically, by the end of the match, everybody's sort of taken out anyways. Like, everybody just beats crap at each other, all trying to climb ladders or all falling over on ladders or putting up second ladders or jumping up from ladder to ladder, yeah, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, right? So, money in the bank. Uh, uh, somehow, some way, uh, uh, everybody is laid out except for one person, and that's Seth Rollins, but he's really beat up. Yep. So, Seth Rollins starts climbing the ladder. Cody Rhodes gives us a Brock Lesnar moment where Cody's music hits. Seth freaks out. Cody comes down. You don't need one arm to do. You don't. You don't need to do much in Money in the Bank except for mm-hmm. obtain a briefcase. Put yeah. your hands on briefcase, right? And so, whatever he uh, pushes the ladder down, he climbs, or whatever happens. Seth grabs the briefcase, but then he drops it because he's so freaked out by Cody being there. And Cody, you know, g- grabs it similar to AJ Styles' notice, right? Mm-hmm. So Cody has the briefcase. He now has all that whole year to recover. But in the main event at WrestleMania night two, after Roman Rock happens, Roman beats Rock in maybe a fairly underwhelming manner because I'm not sure. I mean, Rock will probably want to bring his A game, so maybe they'll have a 15-minute match, like a knockdown, drag-out match. Regardless, Roman's eating a couple of rock bottoms. Cody's music hits. He does what Seth Rollins did at WrestleMania 31. Further one-upping Seth Rollins. Because mm-hmm. now this is going to be considered the greatest cash-in of all time. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to call it the greatest WrestleMania of all time. Because The Rock is there. Mm-hmm. Cody cashes in. And what did Cody say in that Money in the Bank commercial that they just ran a month ago? You, you win Money in the Bank. It's your opportunity to main event WrestleMania. The crowd would go fucking apeshit. It'd be pretty crazy. Nuts. And that's how you do it. You could do it. It'd make yeah. all the sense. Mm-hmm. It'd make all the sense. Speaking yeah. of making sense, I like how they're they're handling this Becky Lynch storyline now. So she had a match with Dana Brooke next. And very early on the match, uh, Reggie and R-Truth, they're chasing Akira Tozawa towards the ringside area because 24-7 title. Mm-hmm. So Tamina uh, comes to the ringside area too. Tozawa gets in the ring. Dana rolls him up. To win back the 24-7 championship. So Becky gets on the mic. And he's like, what is going on? No one is winning a title in my matches except me. So Dana, you're going to put up that 24-7 title right now. Uh, and if anyone ringside interferes, I'm going to smash their face in. So the match begins. And Becky is hitting uh, exploders. Asuka comes down to ringside. Uh, Asuka gets on the apron. Becky takes a swing at her. Asuka ducks it. Dana rolls up Becky to get a two. Uh, Becky... Hits a clothesline, uh, misses a splash. Dana gets some of her stuff in. She misses a swanton, though. So uh, Becky's looking for a manhandle slam. Dana counters that with a, with a roll-up, and Asuka holds down Becky's foot so she can't kick out. Dana gets the win. Um, and, you know, ever since that promo a few weeks back where she said uh, after she lost to uh, Bianca at Mania and, and lost the title, she, you know, back then she said, I've hit rock bottom. Mm-mm. Not even close. It's yeah, rock, rock, rock bottom. I mentioned this in the in the in the our pre-show too. At this juncture, it'd make all the sense in the world. 
for rock bottom to be Becky losing to Bianca in 25 seconds at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely think you're right. I think that should happen. Um, I don't get sort of the, the reaction. People like to think of things in such simplistic terms. And it's like, oh, Becky is going after the 24-7 title. Becky's losing to Dana Brooke. This not only elevates, not elevates, but it helps Dana Brooke quite a bit. I mean, that's a big win. It is. Um, but more importantly, this plays directly into Becky Lynch, a perpetual main eventer, by the way, uh, continues her character arc, her story arc. It feeds and hats off to Becky Lynch for agreeing to do such an angle because it does help the drama and tension of her character. It helps mm-hmm. her dramatic arc. That's what I, I it, it boggles my mind. There's so many reactions. Oh, how could they lower her to this? How, why would she be okay being in the 24 7? Nobody, she's not in the division. No, she's not. This is she's another. She's so desperate for a championship. There's, you know, there's the disrespect of getting her match interrupted. And then there's also, she's like, oh, there's a title I can win here. I, I just lost my opportunity to get the Raw Wins title, but I need a title, you know, because yeah. she said, and Bianca said, her holding a championship is so mar- so much of who her character's identity is. Mm-hmm. She needs a championship. She doesn't know who she is without it, I think is what yep. she said. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it makes it it's it was actually a really wonderful little bit of writing there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and yeah, I, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, another thing is pretty cool, man. Time for this 20 year John Cena celebration. Do, do you do, really do, do you really want to taste you it? Mean, you mean the one where Austin Theory interrupts set up their match at SummerSlam? Boy, we're look at us. We're just we're just booking out the next six months of WWE, man. Vince, come on, man. We want those 2 a.m. creative calls. No, where, where we, lay, yourself. we lay out these great plans and Vince is like, no, no. How about this? No. Yeah. So John Cena. Like, God damn it, pal. Wrong. You think, oh, he's going to say that's a great idea. No, that's a terrible idea. That's a terrible idea. What kind of idiots am I dealing with? Well, we have a podcast called Going In Raw. Uh, John Cena, June 27th. John, uh, June, June 27th. Yep. Uh, uh, we had a uh, Ms. TV. Uh, the only thing that really saved this, of course. Well, you know what? Actually, this wasn't that bad. Riddle, the, the interaction between Ms. Miz and Riddle was actually pretty good here. It's just whenever Ms. shows up to promote something, it's it's sort of like you know. Mm. But then Maurice was there. It's, it's great. because Maurice was there, and Maurice is yeah, endlessly right. charming. Yeah. Now, and that shit was was pretty funny. So Ms. comes out, he hypes up Money in the Bank, says, "If I cash in a third time, I'll set a record." He says, "But this is my premiere party for season three of Ms. and Mrs." And uh, he hypes up Maurice. Maurice then talks. She says, oh, it's only sad because I'm doing this in Green Bay. My friends don't know what that is. And then Miz tells the crowd to be quiet. Riddle interrupts. He says, what's with all the harsh vibes, bro? He said, I thought this was a celebration. And then he talks the worst possible French to Maurice. But what a wonderful olive branch right there. What a wonderful mm-hmm. peace offering to try to talk in somebody's native language. Yes. And uh yes. and she talks a bunch back and he has no idea what she's saying. Uh so uh he says uh, he then gives a shout out to Randy. He says I hope you come back soon unlike my stepdad. Uh Miz tells Riddle that Orton's career is over and now you're all alone. You're going to get your ass whooped week after week by the bloodline. Riddle tells Miz to, he gets he gets pretty pretty uh, feisty here. He tells Miz mm-hmm. to shut up. Uh mm-hmm. he says I'm tired of fighting Roman's minions week after week. I want to fight Roman. He says, Roman thinks it's cool to take Randy out, so I'm going to take something from him, the WWE Universal title. 
he says there's a reason why Cena's playing Peacemaker while you're playing Homemaker while Maurice drags you around by your tiny balls. And then Marie says, don't talk to Miz like that. He has average balls. And then Miz is like, dude, what? She's like, he has above average balls. Fine, he has giant balls, the biggest balls in the whole world. And then Riddle says, fine, bro, prove it. And the crowd starts chanting tiny balls. Yeah. Uh, Maurice asks Riddle if he wants to fight Miz now. And Miz is like, wait, what? No. And uh, he says, "Let's." she says, let's do it. And then uh, uh, Miz is like, dude, I'm, I'm in a tux. This is a premiere party. So I'm not going to fight you now. So Miz and Maurice leave the ring. Champa lays out Riddle from behind, hits him with a knee, and then leaves the ring. And then Miz sees that Riddle is down and says, yeah, on second thought, let's have that match. Bad move, Miz. So Champa's just the guy that just, he, he's just chaos, basically. He just shows up, mm-hmm. hits people with knees, and run and runs away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's what he does. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah that match happened next. Riddle versus the Miz. Uh, at one point, Riddle hits Miz with draping DDT. He's calling for the RKO. Uh, Miz blocks it, rolls out of the ring. Uh, eventually, Miz or Maurice pulls Miz out of trouble. Miz tries to run away, and when he tries to get back in the ring, Riddle pulls his pants off. Um, uh, Maurice puts her purse on the apron. Of course, we've learned in the past, it's a loaded purse. There's like a brick or something in there. There's a brick in it, yeah. Yeah, so Miz takes a swing with it. Riddle ducks, hits an RKO to get the win. Yup. Uh, after that, we had the Street Profits versus the Usos. This is a championship contender match, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And it, they gave this yeah. match a ton of time. I believe it was two commercial breaks during this bout. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it was long. It was a really good match, really fun stuff. Um, it did end with a countout. Uh, what is this? I think uh, uh, Montez tossed Jay into the timekeeper area. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he Ford was able to get back in the ring to beat the 10 count. But uh, Jay was not. So the Profits win by countouts. So now they get a match against the Usos, which mm-hmm. they will lose. Yep. And then uh, Riddle comes out to the ring to celebrate with Street Profits. Uh, then we get a Bobby Lashley promo. Uh, he says, I never thought it would end like this between uh, MVP and myself. I considered MVP family, but that's what he, this is what he wanted. He mm-hmm. says, at Hell in the Cell, MVP and Amos had every advantage, but was it enough to take down the Almighty? As the saying goes, you never interrupt your enemy when they're making a mistake. And the biggest mistake MVP made was to stab me in the back. Uh, and uh, he goes on some more. He's eventually interrupted by Theory. Mm-hmm. Um, and he asks Lashley, who gave you the authority to come out here and steal my spotlight? This is my time. You're only out here because someone helped you win your match, unlike me. I won my match all by myself. So with all due respect, how about you get out of my ring? Actually, let's take a selfie first. And Bobby says, oh, I do mine. This isn't your ring. It's mine. And on second thought, why don't we sell this like gentlemen and fight? Mm-hmm. Um, Theory says, yeah, we'll have a match. But first, check out my bicep. And he flexes. And then Lashley says, well, look at mine. He flexes. Yeah, how are you going to flex on Bobby Lashley? I don't know why you would do that. Um, he says, well, and since you're so confident here, Theory, why don't you put that U.S. title on the line? And Theory asks the crowd, "If hey, you want me to put the U.S. title on the line? Of course they do. But he says, Lashley, you don't deserve a title match. Sure, you've beaten Brock and Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton, but you haven't beaten me. And then Theory tries to take a selfie. And this was actually pretty funny. <laughs> Lashley boots him out of the ring and tells him to take a walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. <clears throat> um, after that, we had Dominic Mysterio versus Veer Mahan. 
I thought there was a lot of milling about in this match. Like, there, there was, was a lot, lot of milling like... about. I mean, that was the first whole part of the match was Dom was trying to <laughs> yeah. avoid Veer and did laps around the ring to try to tire him out. <laughs> yeah, Veer would Sounds strategy. Start. Not very entertaining, though. He would, he would, he would just stalk. There was a lot of I just look, I kept on looking at my TV and Veer was just stalking. He was like yeah. milling about the ring and yeah, this is this is a really long segment. Uh, in the end, Veer ends up hitting a million dollar, a dollar arm lariat. He's about to lock on uh, the cervical clutch. Ray dropped kicks Veer and then again sends him to the floor, hits a six one nine, and helps Dom out of the ring. Yep, yep. Oh gosh, then we got a Judgment Day promo. Oh dear. How oh, long yeah, is this whole page? This, this Roughly. The yeah, this is the meat of the show here. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I know. Long. So, Priest. Try to break, uh, to break this one down, man. Break this one down. Break it down. Da, break da, it down. Da, da. All right, sorry. Here comes Judgment Day. So, Priest tells everyone to rise. Rhea says, control's an illusion. Uh, uh, Bull Live Club thought they had control. Didn't We were destined for victory. Uh, Priest says their destiny has no limitations. And they were uh, getting whatty. They were getting whatted this entire time. They were. So Edge says last night, Edge did a pretty good job of, of trying to shut down the what chance, though. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, says, we did what we said we were going to do last night. He puts over Priest, puts over Rhea, and he says, uh, uh, I, there's a new member joining Judgment Day tonight. Come on down. Finn Balor. Oh, they new- got their own countdown clock during the episode, too. They did. They yeah. did. So Finn comes to the ring. He shakes Edge's hand. Um, he says, you know, last night, Saw the look in your eyes during the match, and uh, Finn, you're a game changer. Tell me why you joined. And then Finn says, "You know, look, you saw my last night. Night was one of clarity. Clarity that joining the Judgment Day wasn't a choice. It was calling, and it's calling. Uh, uh, I'm refusing to fight any longer because I'm tired of pretending to be someone I'm not. Finally, I can see clearly." And he says, "I want to extend some gratitude to Damien and Rhea." He says, "Last night I saw Damien fight with more conviction and focus than ever before. Rhea, you stood between me and Edge." And shielded him when I almost had him beat. He says, and I should have been, I should have been furious at that, but I wasn't. I was in awe. So I reached out to them after the match, after the show, and they got to talking, and we found out we had a lot more in common than realized, and that uh, they're all tired of being told what to do. I wish they and would then, show. I wish they would show uh, like the actual text messages. I know, or like Twitter DMs or whatever, whatever method he used to reach out. Or they just actually sat down and talked. I don't know. They FaceTimed. Who knows? Hey, how you doing? Hell of a match. Yeah. Um, and so Priest says, you know, uh, Edge, you're one of the greatest of all time. And that's why myself and Rhea found it easy to follow you. But now, in their short time with you, they've learned to get rid of any limitation that's holding us back. Instead of we're ready to shed the last bit of limitations, and which is you, Edge. And so Priest drops Edge with a lariat, and they all start stomping on him. Priest hits him with a clothesline. Finn follows the coup de gras. Priest then hits a razor's edge on edge through the announce table. Ooh, that was rough. New day, or new day. Judgment, new judgment day. New Stand judgment over day. him. Uh, edge tries to fight back a little bit. Judgment day beats him up some more. Rhea brings in some chairs. Uh, Rhea breaks off a piece of chair. Finn puts Edge in the deal. Mm-hmm. Producers come out to try to break it up. Rhea fends them off with a chair. And Priest actually hits a pretty... Stiff-looking concerto Ooh, on Edge. Man, that looked rough. That looked... I mean, concertos always look gnarly, though. They, they do, but it, it, like literally, if you hit it right, th- that chair does not come close to your head. Right, yeah, because you hit it on the edge of the other chair, Yeah, and it's just... But still, god damn. God damn it. Uh, so we were going to have a Moss versus... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> we did have a Moss versus Cedric Alexander. 
Uh, Amaz hits it. This was really quick. Uh, the yeah, bell rings. Was. Cedric tries to hit some shots, and Amaz hits a choke bomb for the win. And then, like, immediately, Dirty Dogs come to the stage, the Okerlin position. Yeah. Uh, for an interview because they're back. The Dirty Dogs are back. And yeah. uh, Root, Root says that. He says, We're back. And then Dolph Wasn't says, Bob Root supposed to get his old music back? He was at house shows or something, wasn't he? Oh, was he? I just know he I had it on so. that episode of NXT. They should. That's a killer track. That's it really a, is. We, we took that for granted, man. That was a great song. Uh, anyways, uh, so Rude's like, yeah, we're back. Dolph says it's going to be a double D summer. He says MVP steps up. I'm sorry. MVP then steps up. Says, hey, don't disrespect us like that. Why is camera time being wasted on you guys after Moss's amazing victory? <laughs> And then Dolph super kicks MVP right to Amasa's arms. Yeah. That was pretty good stuff. That was pretty fun. That was pretty fun. Then we got Otis versus Ezekiel. Otis, or sorry, Ezekiel gets the win pretty quickly, actually, with the crucifix pin. He mm. calls from the mic, says, Kevin Owens, uh, you challenged me for a match at Hell in a Cell. It was the most important match of my career, and I fell short. But if I learn anything from my brother Elias, it's that everyone deserves a second chance. So why want a rematch next week? So Kevin Owens mm -hmm. comes to the stage. He, he he says, why would I give you a rematch? I've mm -hmm. already beat you once, but, you know, I'm in a good mood after winning at Hell in a Cell. I'm feeling generous. So uh, you get your match next week under one condition. Mm -hmm. You admit right now that you are Elias. And Ezekiel says, all right, you got me. I admit it. And Kevin Owens goes, no, not good enough. I want you to say it. I want you to say that you're Elias. And then Ezekiel says, all right, I admit, my name is Elias. And Kevin Owens says, I know it. I knew it. I'm not the liar. You're the liar. I'm a genius. I win. <laughs> and then Ezekiel says, I get my rematch, right? And Kevin Owens says, yeah, you got it. And Ezekiel says, I didn't think it would be this easy. All I had to do was take a page out of the Kevin Owens playbook. I lied. My name is Ezekiel. And he hits <laughs> Kevin Owens with the jumping knee Alpha Academy run in. And Ezekiel takes his leap. Uh, it was so. It's so juvenile. It's so stupid, but it's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, after that, we had a, uh, the the main event. No, was it the main event? Yeah, it was the main event. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of wrestling last night, Raw, and I, I appreciate that. Yeah, we had Alexa. Yeah, we didn't really even nutshell Raw that much because no. I don't know. I I kind of thought it was all right. I never know. I mean, usually I can tell, but like I was I was uh doing I was rebooking some of the W Steve W characters. I already got like five new names. For the creations that are that were sent our way from, can WCW. you give us a preview of a name? Don't say which character it is. It's a preview. The of entire one. Gilson family. Interesting. We got Gil Gilson, we got uh, Akira Gilson, and we've got uh, uh, Fred Gilson. Fred was in a horrible accident. He oh, was dear. the heir. He was the heir apparent. He was the guy. He was the Kendall. He was going to take over the Gilson Empire. Was in a horrible accident from a Gilson that got out publicly. And their stock tanked. They had to sell oh, no. to John Deere. Oh no! Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's right. Family business is right. gone, huh? It's it's basically like succession, but better is what I'm aiming for. Oh wow, that's mm -hmm. that's it's a tall task, Steve. Mm -hmm. Oh no, app for me. Give me a break. <laughs> Anyways, Alexa Bliss versus Dewdrop versus Liv Morgan versus Rhea Ripley. Bianca Belair was watching ringside. Rhea Ripley ended up getting the win here. With an impressive riptide on Dewdrop. She muscled her up there, man. This is impressive stuff. Yeah, uh, so yeah, it was a, it was she, it was a strong it. showing for Rhea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really. It really was. Yeah, so I guess she's facing Bianca at, at uh, Money in the Bank. 
Do you think New Judgment Day, it seems like the case, yeah. Do you think New Judgment Day is going to get a new accent color? Like, they were purple. Do you think they're going to just be like, because Bria, I didn't notice any purple trim in her outfit last night. Not in her outfit. It was still in the Tron and everything. In fact, her lower third still had the Edge logo. Oh, uh, okay. On it. Well, you know but, how they are with Trons and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're really slow. Forever. Although she did have a new theme last night. It was It was kind of the same musically, just arranged mm-hmm. differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had a new Tron with like the wings kind of like Edge has so mm-hmm. I guess maybe they'll keep some of the branding they do need to change the name though the name wasn't good to begin with and now especially at least it made somewhat sense because Edge you know there's that poster him the Judgment Day poster and stuff Yeah, I guess that's what they were referencing oh dude I, l- I actually really like the name man Judgment Day Judgment Day is a solid name the Judgment mm-hmm. Day is even better to be honest no with it's you. worse way worse add the to it you know, we don't mm-hmm. disagree on much. We can disagree to disagree on this. I don't like. I never like the name Judgment Day. Especially, don't <laughs> like it if you put the in front of it. It's even better with the. Is what worse. You're <laughs> better. Worse. How about this? Let's answer some questions. It's worse. Submit it. I'm used to the certain people in this business having the last word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, True World Order has it. Burgundy. Wasn't that top and power ranking fins? Wasn't Burgundy top fin? Burgundy Balor was was hot, hot heat. That's a nuclear heat. Bill Brasky, entertainer, says, "Why not go go with the Balor Club?" I never liked Balor Club. No, I don't like Balor uh, Balor Club, and just just don't put club in it. Because every time they've tried to come up with some version of club to reference Bullet Club, the name's been lame. Yeah, it's no good. The Club. club. Balor Club seems more DLC. like that's like a like oh you hey little kid are you a fan of Finn Balor then you're in Balor Club yeah it's like the fan, the official fan club yeah yeah oh look at all these friendos here dropping the ball once again saying the makes it worse than better it does make it worse <laughs> dropping the ball friendos it's objectively true Steve oh I'm, oh it's objectively true. Yeah. Uh, Gregory Mullen says, do you think that kicking edge out of Judgment Day was done to give an, uh, Raw another big face due to the Cody injury? Yeah, yep. I agree. Yep. yep. That's probably the primary motivation for it. Yeah. Uh, Moses Supposes says, in kayfabe, why would you want Balor as the leader of your group when Edge pinned him the day before? Um, because the only reason Edge pinned him is because Rhea Ripley got in the way. Mm-hmm. So, But he, mm-hmm. Finn was right. He was on the verge of, yep. uh, of getting that win there. Yeah. Uh, John 10, the New Day have pancakes and cereal. What food should New Judgment Day come to the ring with? Something uh, protein-based. Because I don't think Finn eats carbs. Okay. Athletic greens. (laughs) Good. Good. Uh, Rich says, uh, Cody and Seth's promo last night was one of the most tear-jerking promos I've seen. Without mentioning Flair 92 or Mark Henry's fake retirement, uh, what are some of the other not-so-well-remembered promos that made you emotional? I mean, when Daniel Bryan was asked to retire, and so he had to retire. um, Yeah. This wasn't... uh, That speech he gave was heartbreaking. This wasn't a promo, but it was a moment. Is when Hangman wanted a hug from Kenny, and Kenny Kenny Mm. just left him high and dry. That killed me, man. Oh, that broke my heart. Mm-hmm. That absolutely killed me. Yep. Uh, Mayor Planet Houston, where do you Ed? Or sorry, where do AJ and Liv go from here? AJ is gonna form is gonna be in at least one tag team match 
with mm-hmm. Edge. It might be AJ and Liv with Edge taking on New Judgment Day. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that good. is yeah, definitely right. going to happen yeah. as if there was no beef between AJ and Edge whatsoever. Because right. now they have a common foe, yeah. Finn Balor. That's good. I like that. I know. I, I can't stay. That, the lack of lo- that kind of shit is just lacks in so much logic. Is like AJ should theoretically hate all those people, you know? Well, I know. I mean, like, really, logically speaking, Finn should have massive beef with Damian Priest. Yeah, I know. They yeah. feuded a ton, not just a, right. it's just a matter of a few months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, David Matushek says, considering that Finn took over Judgment Day's reigns, do you think a possible name changes in the cards? Should be. Like, in terms of, like, what, regardless of what you and I think it should be, what do you think they will do? I feel like they're, they're going to be it. lazy and keep it. Yeah, they're going to keep Judgment Day. You think they're going to constantly refer to it as the new Judgment Day? Until, no, like, I, don't I don't think know. so. You I don't, don't think, think so? so. You're just going to call no, it the I think they were day? just saying this is a new version of Judgment Day. I think weeks know? one and two, they'll refer to it on commentary as the new Judgment Day, but then it'll fade away. It'll just be Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. They'll do something weird. WWE is so weird with you know what the Vinceisms and stuff and the Kevin Dunn things. Yeah. Uh, White Brownie, if and when the women's tag ter- team tournament gets announced, could you see this leading to Becky trying to find a partner just to simply win some gold? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's see here. Uh, Don Wagner says, what is the Wilhelm scream of WWE? So for those of you who don't know, the a Wilhelm scream is um, a piece, a clip of audio that was commonly used back in like the 60s, 70s, 80s whenever there was a big jarring moment and it was appropriate for there to be a crowd reaction or a scream or like a, a, a murder scene in like a or horror Or somebody flick. falling too, even. Anytime it, it, there's like a scream for whatever reason. So famously, famously, Lucas added a Wilhelm scream to Luke falling in Empire Strikes Back in the special edition back in 97 or whatever it was in Empire Strikes Back. Ah! And it just seems so out of place. Yeah. Um, so like a common, a commonly used piece of media they go to when something shocking happens. They don't reuse. I mean, it would be like know, a phrase yeah. that, that yeah. somebody says, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's the common wrestling trope of let me tell you something. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really, I don't really think about that. Have an answer for that one. Man, Don Wagner, was Don Wagner high when he wrote this question? It's a really good question, but it feels like a high, like he's stoned question. (laughs) Hey, friendos, Pat here. What's the Wilhelm scream of David E.? He says it like wrestling news now. <laughs> Anyways, that's going to do it for us, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. A little bit later on today, we're going to be doing um, uh, Overrun, our bonus yes. episode for patrons, YouTube channel members, and Twitch subs. So keep an eye for that. Probably around 3.30 Pacific is usually when we do that. So keep an eye out for that. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, tomorrow, no day stream, but uh, AEW slash NXT review in the evening after dynamite correct so keep an eye out for that thanks for watching until next time we'll talk to you later goodbye
Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Stone Cold Steve Austin impersonator Phil McDonald here to tell you to go support Going In Raw and Friendo Club at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. They got bonus episodes, ad-free audio, a weekly newsletter rounding up the weekend wrestling news, and a bunch more. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Go support or get hit with a stutter. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.